Welcome to this week's edition of For the Love of the Frame. My name's Tim. Sitting to my left is the man who, if you are seeing him, you're having the worst day of your life. (laughs) Ian. (laughs) Oh, shoot. (laughs) 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 Good luck, guys. (laughs) Had a lot of worst days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sucks for you guys. It just keeps on, like, progressively getting worse and worse. It's it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. In that's, reverse. That's the magic of it. It's just like the gift that keeps we're, on We're taking. not learning anything. We're yeah. not growing. I just want to know why Ian's holding a camcorder yeah. with a weird grin on his face. Uh, don't get the shot. Yeah, don't worry about it, Tim. <laughs> just uh, don't move. I've just learned never to to try to take his bargaining power. No, he, he does no, not no, like it when you try to take his bargaining nope. power. <laughs> Also with us is Aaron, who it's delightful to see him on a <laughs> daily basis. Never a bad day. Every morning I look in the mirror, it brightens <laughs> my day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hello. It's so bright, he's got to oh, wear shades. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we are here to discuss the 2014 film Nightcrawler, um, written and directed by Dan Gilroy. It's his first, uh, it's his directorial debut. Um, I actually looked him up. He's like from this like genius family. His dad's a Pulitzer Prize winner. His mom's like some sculptor. And then his older brother is the creative force behind, um, is it Andor? The the one good Star Star Wars Wars movie or uh, show. Gotcha. Um, mm. and then he has another brother. I, I forget all the different things, but mm. they're just like wildly successful, but not in front of the screen kind of family, interesting. which I thought was interesting, but it's, this is his directorial debut. Um, this movie I checked, it was nominated for best original screenplay. Okay. Mm. Um, which That's I was it? surprised. I, it's kind of a small movie. Yeah. It didn't strike me as something that would be recognized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only one I was nominated for, and I never for, remember to do this, so I checked. <laughs> Birdman won. Oh, it was the, the year of the Oscars where Birdman swept everything. Yeah. Um, so Birdman won. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal did not get nominated, which I was surprised. Once I I'm saw this was nominated for an Oscar, like it yeah, was right. enough. Yeah. I was stunned. Like it's a very compelling uh, performance. And mm-hmm. then I looked a little closer and I guess he's one of like only eight people in history to not be nominated because he got nominated in all, there's a gazillion British, whatever. There's all the award season oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And he was nominated for best actor and like every one of them. And he's one of only like eight people in history to not get the Oscar nomination when he got all the other ones. What did he do? And so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's, what, that's kind Dang. of the thing. It's like he must have done something. Yeah. But, um, Maybe he just then, did a little too good of a job acting in this. They were <laughs> like, that guy's creepy. We don't yeah. want to give him an award. And to make myself mad, I went back uh-huh. and Eddie Redmayne, um, He's the guy from Lee Miz. <laughs> Not oh, to bring no. Lee Miz into it already. But uh, <laughs> he's Marius and Lee Miz. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he was in uh, the the uh, shoot. I'm tripping on it. The Stephen Hawking, the Theory of Everything. Oh, he played Stephen Hawking. Oh. Uh, so he oh, won. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Which uh, yeah, yeah, you know. And then uh, Steve Carell and Foxcatcher. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper and American Sniper. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for Imitation Game, which was the Turing. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It, it's basically theory of everything, just with a different main character. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Keaton with Birdman. Um, yeah, so man, Keaton, that's a yeah. Looking at where we're eight years huh. removed, it's a mild list. Yeah, yeah. Hall, I got your back yeah, on that that's one. A like, tough one. Yeah. Well, I would have voted for you to win. Yeah. I, I like this performance better than any of those. Yeah. I mean, he really carries this movie too. Oh, it's like massively. Yeah, he's like the only real character in this. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jake. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. It's probably his sister. She probably had something to do with it. Sibling. Oh, I guess Ian's the wrong person I, we talked about. Yeah, yeah you don't know Maggie Gyllenhaal's no. sister? She's in uh she's in one of the Batmans, uh yeah. I think the first Christian Bale one. I think she's is in, she the well, she gets, is she the one Yeah. <laughs> is she the one that's <laughs> she doesn't make it to the third yeah. one. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. She's like, anyway. Bruce, get to the other house. He's <laughs> like, uh, I already did. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I already did. I'm there. <laughs> that was cold blooded. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I was off the Batman. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just like to think they have a sibling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to think they have a sibling rivalry. I have no idea if they do or yeah. not, but always blame a sibling if you can. Yeah. It's a sound policy. It's a good rule. Yeah. yeah. Good rule. So, when do you first remember seeing this? Man, I don't know. When did it come out? 2014? I probably saw it pretty close to whenever it came out then. I probably saw it in 2015, 2016, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember liking it, uh, but thinking it was pretty creepy. It that was pretty much <laughs> all of my... <laughs> And that that was that's just kind of always, but it it made enough of an impression where every time I see it on Netflix or whatever, I'm like, I kind of want to watch that again, but then I'm not sure that I actually want to watch it again. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to watch it for the podcast mm-hmm. and actually dive back in. Are you feeling your soul darkening on a run of of? <laughs> dark movies and yeah. dark TV shows. Yeah. Well, I've also been reading some dark books lately. So <laughs> wow. yeah. Well, the little mermaid's yeah, coming out yeah. <laughs> soon. So. That's the darkest one of all. Yeah, no, like- <laughs> yeah it's kind of messed up, honestly. Yeah. Up. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Even that cartoon is kind of scary. I remember yeah, being a uh, kid. And, it's an yeah. intense, one of the more intense yeah. uh, Disney ones. You're going to have to stick with Dostoevsky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? Uh, I had actually never seen it before I oh, watched yeah. it for this podcast, huh. which was yesterday. So um, it was one of those movies that, you know, would be recommended from time to time. And uh, it's it's been on my list, but it just never rose to like the top. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad I watched it. I, I really enjoyed it. it um, it's funny. I, I guess I do have Batman on the brain because <laughs> at some point, probably like two thirds in, I started to feel like this feels like a Batman movie. Like, Mm -hmm. like this, this could be like a Batman villain, like origin story. Mm. You know, the, I don't know who he becomes, but he becomes someone with a a crazy suit who, you know, videos people, (laughs) videos people. (laughs) The, uh, the videographer. videographer. Yeah. 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 Um, 
but it also it's kind of a it's kind of a moody movie. I mean, it's nighttime. L.A. on film is generally like a moody city, just mm-hmm. in general. Um, and so I loved it. I mean, I loved Rene Russo, Riz Ahmed. Just I was like, nobody nails like just sincere vulnerability better than Riz Ahmed. Like he just yeah. owns that corner. Yeah. Reminds me of a wonderful movie called The Sound of Metal. Yeah, I know. I kept thinking The Sound of Metal. I was like, man, this guy. You should have been drumming on the dashboard while they're waiting. <laughs> I don't think we would have liked that. I feel like that would have been <laughs> sped his demise. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I watched it. It's funny you say that. Um, I was reading that like a lot of people went out for the the role of Rick, which obviously was played by Riz Ahmed. And most people like in the audition played him as sort of like a stoner surfer guy, kind of burned out, you know, that kind of character. And Ahmed brought like a certain sadness or or like vulnerability and pain to the role while still kind of being down. And it just takes the movie to another level. Like, yeah. And that's why he got literally the quality you're describing is why he Mm. got cast for that part. Mm. Um, and then Renee Russo's married to the writer director. So. Oh, is she? <laughs> I was she was great. Yeah, yeah she's I, great. Not, but I was thinking, I was like, I hadn't seen her in anything, and then she's in this. I was like, like I said, great job. Like she did fantastic. Yeah. It always but, makes me think of Major League. I, I love yeah. that movie. It's just, yeah. it's not fair. But every time I see Renee Russo, yeah. I think about we wear caps and sleeves at this level, right. son. Anyway, um, yeah, I. I know I saw this. This was a, a little bit of a buzzy kind of mm-hmm. movie. I had heard of it. Um, it was one of those, I don't know, in my mind anyway, it wasn't on my radar until I heard it from enough just, I don't know, movie reviews or just what, however you hear about movies. Um, and so I saw it and I, I just, I, I was like, yeah, okay. Like I, I get why this is... Uh, because it's very simple. It's stripped down. Mm-hmm. It's probably, I don't know the, the budget, but, you know, it's got some stars in it, but it's it's not overflowing with any kind of special effects. And it's a mm. pretty, you know, I think it probably took less than a month to shoot. You know, it's just, it's not, not a lot of moving parts, but I love a really good uh, kind of scathing, and I'm not quite ready to call this satire. It's not satire, but it's putting its finger on something that's ugly yeah. and really just exploring it. Yeah. And something that's very easy to turn your eye or avert your eyes from. Um, and I think it's something that is contemporary and, and it's just something that's going on, mm. whether you like it or not. And I think the movie and what I really like about it, it's just content telling the story of this mm. kind of guy and it's raising a ton of questions and isn't even interested in discussing them, but it's mere existence is raising them. And I just, to me, that's like a, a real upside of what movies can be mm-hmm. in, in more than just escapism or just sort of rote entertainment. It's functioning in a way. And even coming here, I was talking to my wife and I was like shooting off like 15 different, like, Topics like mm. from like a sociological perspective, even or you know you could trace 
the the rise and fall of like the local news and its yeah. place in society and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, the profit motive in news and the whether you like it or not, like our country has a long history of we don't have state sponsored media and there's good things and bad things with that and there's mm-hmm. good things and bad things with profit motive. It's just all these kind of things in right this is 2014 it's even almost yeah, 10 that's years what later I was thinking, yeah we're even farther down that road yeah um and i just if the movie was trying to preach your point of view i would like it less and it's just content to just explore this little tiny little story but it's hitting a bullseye on like a nerve and so yeah. yeah, and I think it works because I don't know anything about newsrooms yeah. at all. I mean, I, I don't think very many people do unless you've worked somewhere around there. It's not something that's like common knowledge. And it's like, it feels maybe a little bit over the top, but it feels real enough. And even just like, if you watch the news at all, like I, I never watch the news, but after watching this movie, I feel like I paid a little bit more attention just to like, news articles on Reddit or whatever stuff that was happening on, uh, you know, stuff that was happening like, around Austin. Not ready to do local news. Right. Better, yeah. yeah. No, well, no. Sometimes <laughs> on Reddit, people will post local news stories from like local news stations. But I mean, even stuff like that, it will, it, it's funny how aligned they seem. Like it, it's almost like, somebody was, whoever was writing the movie was, is writing the headlines for, mm-hmm. you know, normal local news that you see every day. And so, yeah, it's like just over the top enough, but then it's this like unknown area, but it feels real or it definitely feels like plausible at least. And I, I love stuff like that. I mean, being able to see like in the newsroom and kind of see how that happens and then how they get all the footage. Like I love any sort of like just insight into a world that I don't know anything about. And so I feel like they nailed that part of this movie. Yeah. And it's, at least for me, because I, I share your ignorance of how newsrooms, I, I have no idea. And you were left from that movie being like, I'm pretty sure that was over the top. Like right. That was totally over yeah. the top. Yeah. Damn, I hope that's over the top. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's like really, your worst fear that it's yeah. maybe not. But yeah. like, no, 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 it's, it's got to be over the well, top. But then There's go, no way that's true. You go read some of the headlines and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's not. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, like the whole idea of the movie came like there are maybe not as quite as prevalent Um I actually was moved to ask because my wife's a former paramedic in New York City. Mm. And so, like, mm. you ever get filmed? <laughs> you know, and she's like, no, no, no. You know, mm. so I don't know that it's like, mm. you know, I don't know, at least that one little tiny anecdotal data point. But that concept exists. The idea that people listen right. to police scanners to try to get pictures. I think going back to the 70s mm. it was like considered the guy who I forget his name, but was considered the trailblazer for it in that mm. um, Gyllenhaal and, and Ahmed did ride-alongs with like mm. real-life guys mm. who, who do that. So okay. it's absolutely a mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's dialed up to 12 or 13 in this movie, yeah, sure. But yeah. the concepts, I think, exist. And the mere fact that that concept exists yeah. <laughs> makes me uneasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like they, like the... The guys going to go get the videos, they seemed more over the top. And, like, I'm not sure exactly, 
Yeah, that that seems a little bit more like for the story. But I think the part that seems more real to me is the newsroom part and like yeah. how they're marketing the stories and why they're marketing the stories and all of that feel. That that's what you were saying is like I hope this isn't real, but well, some of that I stuff totally that makes sense. See it, it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, like yeah. what she say, her ideal story was like middle-aged yeah. white lady mm-hmm. screaming down the street with her throat, something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what, it, mm-hmm. yeah, she has some line about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've tried to jot it down, it but yeah, something to that effect. And it's just like, what is it if it bleeds, it leads? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they mm-hmm. had all these like one-liners, but it is, it's, it's, they're weaponizing fear. Mm-hmm. And the most fear is in like, middle and upper class, like white neighborhoods having like inner city problems encroach. Like they're very like on the, like in the newsroom, like, they would probably lie about that in real life. Right. But, like, yeah. The naked like motives. And it's like, you look around, it's, <laughs> you know, not every murder makes the front page of the newspaper or, or makes right. it to the newspaper, let alone, or, or leads the, the news mm-hmm. and like, you know, where the address is, who it mm-hmm. is and, it's more just about the fear that that generates and the mm. way people who consumes news and on what terms and how, and it's like, it really comes down to like manipulation and fear is a heck of a motivator. Um, which is like, it's a very <laughs> cynical, ugly, yeah, which is pretty but at the same time, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's hard to say that it's not operating by another principle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if nothing else, this movie is worth watching just to put that idea in your head of, cause it's, I think it's one of those things that you, I mean, we're also cynical about the news these days anyways, just 2023, but I think, I mean, maybe more my generation. I I'm know. curious. I, think I actually is. driving over here. I was curious, like, you know, you're, When's the last time you watched the local news broadcast? Oh, I, I mean, on TV. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I, honestly, the last time was whenever <laughs> I went and visited my grandparents and they had it <laughs> on. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that kind of tells you everything that you need was to know. Was it something you grew up with at all? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think a little bit. Okay. Not, it wasn't super prevalent, but uh, yeah, I remember sometimes watching some local news. I think it was mostly like we would watch the Simpsons and then it would come on after the Simpsons. Someone forgot the chance yeah, to Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it would just be on. Yeah. Like, oh wait, the TV's still on. Right, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that was even, like that was whenever Netflix was first shipping oh, DVDs, geez. I remember. I know. Anyway, it's crazy how much has changed in not that long of a period. And so yeah, now, I mean, I can't imagine that Anybody's what about really you there? Uh, to this day, I love local news. <laughs> um, I will, I will come home and put on like PBS News Hour or something. My, <laughs> I do watch local news at least once a year because I, I love like elections. Yeah. And anytime mm. there's like election coverage, yeah. um, I, there's something nostalgic about that for me about mm. watching it kind of in real time unfold on the news. Like I really enjoy that. Um, but I grew up like the news was a regular mm-hmm. nightly thing. It was on. Um, and I remember even back being a kid, feel like things like the, the Persian Gulf War, just like, and I lived in a, a small town, like middle of nowhere, Texas during that time. 
And I remember having like real fear, like, yeah. what, what if we get attacked? What if this comes right. here? And it's mm. like, you know, looking back, it's kind of silly. Like no one would attack that place. But, <laughs> but, That's uh, just what they want you to do. That's that's right. do they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and then my other connection to local news, it's my favorite thing is when I travel. Mm-hmm. I love flipping on local news because it gives you like a, a sense of like kind of what's happening in a place, their their kind of culture and di- what they care about, what they pay attention to. I remember um, being in Wisconsin, putting on the local news. It's all about the local firefighters are having a <laughs> fish fry and, you know, water gun fight right. this summer. Like <laughs> it's that kind of thing. And, you know, you go to other places, it's the news is more violent and it's just, it does change yeah. depending mm-hmm. on where you're at. And I find that fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like, I, I remember it just local news was part of just your daily routine, like growing up and, like they would have it at five, five thirty, and then the national news would come on mm-hmm. at six, you know. And you always had your, you know, you, you had your your ABC, your CBS, and your NBC, and like you always had opinions over like, yeah, you know, which guy's voice you like the best, or which, yeah. you know, and like even back then, it's like that's how I found out who won sports scores. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you just right. you, mm-hmm. and I'd be mad because they would always backload the sports, you know, yeah. and it would always be some ex jock who right. you know could barely read off the teleprompter. <laughs> but, but it's like that's how you mm-hmm. you knew, you mm-hmm. know, you had to either read the newspaper, but the local news was actually the faster way right. <laughs> to find out certain things. You and, could learn that night, yeah. Otherwise, you had to wait right. till the, it next was like the eleven o'clock for the paper, you know, yeah. like, um, mm-hmm. and so it was just such a like the way they have rivalries depicted, you know, because mm-hmm. they were the lower, the, yeah. the one um, Nina was at was the lowest rated one, which formed her motivation. But it's like, that's a real thing. And you get loyal. Like, mm-hmm. like once you lock in, once yeah. you pick a side, it's, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember like, you know, so-and-so would be like out and there'd be the backup anchor. You're like, <sighs> like, like why, you know, yeah. this guy's never going to make, you know, and then you slowly warm up to like the backup anchor yeah. and just, but it was just a real, I think, navigational point for a lot of people and that's just certainly by the time Ian I mean you're talking Netflix <laughs> yeah like the internet honestly is really what changed it because news became faster mm-hmm. like it was instantaneous pretty much you know Twitter all those like you could there's just no place for it anymore and then it, yeah. it pivots to hyper local right I mean kind of the things you're saying and that's true like you you definitely I, I also like kind of i don't know if i can stand it for more than five minutes but (laughs) i don't sit there and watch the whole half hour but yeah it's a great way Mm -hmm. like all the things you said aaron and so yeah i I just it really does put its finger on this historical Mm. like yeah re what's the word like a reshuffling uh people still want to be informed in their own way but it's just a very different delivery mechanism yeah It'd be interesting to see a more sympathetic view of it because this is kind of how I feel about local newsrooms in general. And watching the mo- watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, Checks out. I don't really care that much if they go away. Like, I'm pretty okay with it. I mean, and I know so there is some valuable, like they do some valuable work, but uh, yeah, watching this movie did not help my view of local news. Well, I think... Like the revenue dried up, and so there's still a place, and so I think they, you know, they, they all got bought up and they all got standardized, and they try to make economies of sale a scale, 
And so it stripped out a lot of the, what made them characteristic or, right. or you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of the autonomy, yeah. you know, they used to be like gatekeepers mm-hmm. and now it's, they, they really do. I mean, pretty soon AI will be right. <laughs> generating yeah. copy yeah. and it'll just be, you know, like that's the way it's kind of the direction it's been. And <laughs> it is, I, I think in some ways we're worse off for it, mm-hmm. you know. That's why I go to Reddit. <laughs> Reddit has the best. If you go to any, like what yeah. you were saying, Aaron, if you uh, want to get the feel for a town, yeah. you just go to their subreddit. <laughs> it really is. I, I, the same thing that you were talking about local yeah. news. That's how I feel about a city's subreddit. <laughs> like you can see all the stuff that they like constantly complain about or like have trouble yeah. with or like the the best restaurants that everybody likes or whatever. I still don't know what a subreddit is. <laughs> so is this like underwater? Yeah, yeah, or? Yeah. Do you have to worry about Russian subreddits? Yeah, yeah. Or? Oh yeah, you definitely oh, have to worry yeah. about Russian subreddits. You gotta worry about a lot of Russian stuff on Reddit. <laughs> so let's talk about Lewis. The movie revolves around him, uh, played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Wait, I got a question first. Do you yeah. guys think that's his real name? I wondered that. I, I don't know why, but just whenever he first told her that, I was like, that's a made-up name. I, and it never comes back to it, it or anything. It never comes back. So it, it totally could And be. I had that same feeling. Um, there is one part, though, where he either... Oh, is it when he's getting busted for stealing the, like... Fin- anyway, there's a scene where someone asks him for his ID, and he goes to give it up, and I don't think he the person never actually sees it. Hmm. And I think it's the guy he attacks and gets the yeah. watch. Hmm. I, I, um, the name thing also caught my eye, not so much in if it's his real name or not, but the way he plays with it. Because mm. in the job yeah. interview um, with Rick, Rick calls him Lou and he's yeah. very firm. It's mm-hmm. Lewis. Yeah. And that's his way of projecting power and authority mm. and the kind of very formal. And he's like right off the bat, you know, doing that. But when he, um, there were like when he, with the detective, when he gets questioned, it's just like Lou mm-hmm. and he's trying to be folksy mm-hmm. and very unassuming. And he uses the different versions of his name according to what he's trying. It's like a low grade manipulation. Yeah. It shows like his kind of maybe interpersonal, like he's dialed into details. Yeah. Um, and so whether that's his real name, like that can also be true with a fake name. You're like, so I, I don't, yeah, I don't have an opinion one way or the other, but I did think it was interesting. His use of, he toggles between Lewis and Lou, depending on the situation and who he's talking to, which I think is true to the, like kind of the calculating nature. Oh, yeah. Of yeah the character. That, that's what I was thinking. Even if it is his real name, the way he answered that, I think shows he's calculated. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. Everything's calculated. Yeah. Even the way that he smiles is like, oh, you man, can his tell. Smile it's, is, uh, it's something sinister about yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Man. But at the end, when he's like, I can tell it's Friday because of the yeah, tie you're yeah. wearing. And he's yeah. that giant grin. Yeah. And he's like tapping into the, like the right. charismatic side, which you don't right. see a ton of, mm-hmm. you know. And it is like, whoa, that was like the scariest part <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, like, we got cocky. I just... Okay, like the movie revolves around this guy. And so I think, I don't know, just teasing out, like what, what are some of the, like, what do you make of him? Um, is he just a pure sociopath or, you know, I think we've established he's calculated, but I don't know. Like, 
what's notable about the character. He does he does feel almost like a machine who just keeps like gaining input and then becoming stronger. Mm-hmm. And one of the first scenes when he's trying to sell the kind of stolen scraps to the the scrapyard guy, um, Lewis is trying to get a job at the scrapyard and the guy's kind of putting him off and then finally he just shoots him straight and he says, I don't hire, you're a thief. Right. And I found his like, Lewis's reaction to that, it was almost like interesting. Like mm-hmm. it, it was almost like input. Okay. Like well, he's, he's got a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But Lewis wasn't mad. He wasn't offended. Yeah. It, it was like, that was very creepy to me and very sociopathic. And it's early on in the movie. And it, it really does, I think, set the tone for like who he is and what he's about. And um, I, I found that fascinating. And yeah, he's an interesting character to, to think about. I'm, as I saw it yesterday, I'm still kind of processing this movie. So it definitely is one, it makes you think like it kind of sticks with you or at least it, it does for me every time or both times that I've watched it. But yeah, I, I kind of think they are just making him a sociopath. Cause he has that line towards the end. He says like, what if I do understand people? What if I just don't like them? Right. And he, so he, it does seem like he's at least very, very, very emotionally stunted or he just doesn't have that part of his brain or it's not working correctly or whatever. Cause, uh, it doesn't seem like he has any, I mean, he really, I don't think he shows any affection for anybody throughout the whole movie. Maybe his plant, I guess you could say <laughs> he tries to keep his plant alive, but <laughs> Other than that, yeah, he's he's just pretty cold. But yeah, but it also, he's an interesting mix because he's like very cold and he obviously doesn't, isn't educated or at least like formally very educated. But he's also, he's very ambitious and he is able, I mean, throughout the course of this movie, he's able to get things done. And he, he's able to like set a goal and then work towards that. And it's, it's interesting because it makes you wonder why he wasn't able to do that before, but then why everything clicks for him just with this one job that he figures out he can do. And it seems like everything kind of works out for him in that. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. He's an interesting mix of qualities. I think part of that is because he's a, he's a seedy character. And I think this, this vein of like local news is like a mainstream area where he's he's finding his seediness rewarded. Yeah. And I think before it was like, you really just see like the scrapyard thing and he's, you know, he's kind of dealing in the underworld where the scrapyard guy knows he's stealing the stuff and, but it's kind of a dead end. There's not really a, a way for him to like yeah. progress in that. And I think that might be part of it is, you know, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but um, I think he's supposed to be younger, like maybe like, I don't know, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. And so it's possible that this is just the first kind of mainstream thing he's found that actually does have like kind of a seedy pathway to success. But how difficult was it for you, the scene where he steals the bike 
and sells it at the pawn shop. <laughs> well, yeah. first off, I was like, that's a great price. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I would have taken that like, for that bike. I was like, man. And, uh, so yeah. you're saying if somebody comes to you with a yeah. nice bike, you'll buy it, no questions asked. dollars store credit? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. We'll talk about it later. I was just like... This guy like just poisoned Aaron against him for like, oh, yeah, like yeah. there's no redemption moment for him. <laughs> I was like, well, now I hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what he does. <laughs> no, actually, it was hard because I hated the guy riding the bike more. Yeah, yeah that's, what, like, I, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Was, that was a real, that was tough to choose sides. Yeah. I got to admit. Yeah, Ian and I were talking about this earlier. It's interesting. There's zero backstory. Yeah. Like you say, he's too old to be like a college grad, like a recent college grad. Yep. Right. He's not 21, 22, right. just starting out in life and trying to figure it out. Like he, he's very clearly roughly, but also it's not defined. Yeah. Right. So it's like if I squint, I'd believe anything from like early 40s to kind of yeah. mid to late 20s. I mean, if you're really stretching. Um, and I think it's like by design and right. like he clearly has intelligence. He, they say he's not book smart or he struggled in school, but he's very, his read on people and his, like he had to learn all those codes. Like, like there's a lot of yeah. self-starting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He learned all the, cause I like how they show he's not good at it at first. Like his camera yeah. works bad. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. get interviews. He, you know, doesn't right. know what market price. Like he, he's yeah. just dropped in this, he takes the time and his sociopathic tendency, or his lack <laughs> of empathy. So like he causes the one rival cameraman, you know, the police kick him out and the guy's mad at him. And he's like, you screwed up a good thing. You got us all kicked out and he's ranting. But then he calls up someone on the phone and starts, mm -hmm. you know, and the guy's just shamelessly, you know, um, Lewis is, just yeah, Lewis is shamelessly him. following him and the guy turns around and he's still mad, you mm -hmm. know, most people would be, whoa, right, that guy's right. mad at me. Okay, I messed up a good thing. You know, he's right to be mad at me and let their feelings get in the way. And he is just soaking up. And yeah. like you're saying, the construction thing, it's, it makes, like, it appeals to his logic. And if right. it appeals to his logic, he's not offended. Right. And so it's just, you know, and, and it's a really odd package of attributes mm. for nobody with a backstory. Cause what did he clearly should have found a track by then, but at the same time you can, you're like, okay, I can also see how a guy like that would spin his wheels for a while. He clearly has issues with authority. He, he likes, you know, being employed or, you know, maybe he, for all we know, he's a registered sex offender somewhere or something right. and can't get a job, at, you know, anything with a background check. I don't know. But, that blank slateness contributes to the creepy factor or the, mm -hmm. it makes him compelling in his own way. Cause there's no, no mention. He has no memories. He has in, not in like in a memento, like his memory's gone way. He has no, he's purely in the moment in the mm -hmm. future. He doesn't, draw he doesn't think anything, about the past. Right. He doesn't draw on anything. Yep. And that's weird, right? I think yeah. subconsciously as the viewer, it, it adds to this, like he's clearly absorbing all this stuff, but he's not referencing anything from the back. There's no stories, no conversation, no them sitting in the car passing time or him saying, oh, yeah. my dad told me this. You know, just the way right. that normal people just casually right. mention memories or things they've learned along the way. It's just, it's an interesting attribute.
Yeah, which makes me think about how much we do is relational. Like, because he has all this information and he talks about the information and he'll like, he just says like very explicitly like, oh, if you have, if you're going into a negotiation, these are the things that you do, you know, like here's five bullet points or whatever. Um, But yeah, he doesn't, he never talks about the memories like you're saying. And I was just thinking about that. And probably some of that is because most of the time we talk about memories, unless we are talking about like pure information, it has to do with other people. It has to do with the relationships uh, or the people that we were around whenever we made those memories. And yeah, it just, it just doesn't feel like he, Mm -hmm. you know, has those or just doesn't, they just don't register with him really. Like he, he's just so cold that he only sees and the only things that really stick with him and that he brings up is just the knowledge and the information, which is, yeah, is another thing that like, you don't really just get there from watching that, but it's unsettling. Like to hear mm-hmm. somebody never refer to yeah. what happened to them before, where they came from. Or, and it's not something you think of in the moment. Of right, like, oh, yeah. hey, that guy hasn't mentioned anything. Yeah. But it, yeah. it like builds in you. And yeah. there's just something that's feeling. It yeah. subtly adds, yeah, to that kind of... It just This whole movie has this kind of like grimy feel to it, uh-huh. which LA is perfect for that. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it really yeah. like... Yeah, I feel like it's the perfect city to shoot something like this. Yeah, it's LA, and I guess I was actually thinking this like probably big cities in general, but there is something about LA that is so like it's massive, and yet it's so segmented that it does feel like anything could be happening in kind of like the underbelly of the city, and it's it's weird to have a place that's so big yet feels so like disconnected, and even you even get little hints of it the way he's kind of talking about. oh, you're taking this road instead of this one through the valley. Mm-hmm. Like in LA people, those are like great <laughs> debates. Like what's the best way to get, you know, and it's, but it does, it kind of like underscores the feel of that city. And it is like, it's almost like the the best like supporting actor of this yeah. movie yeah. is the city itself. It really does add something. Yeah, they, like, yeah, good. They just they have so many shots just of the city at night and it and they let it hang for a while mm. too on some of like just the first few opening shots I think are just shots at night mm. and mm-hmm. and it, yeah it really does add a lot. I just gotta make a joke about like Lyle Land is also LA. Yeah, yeah. just like same mm. traffic's and a lot of shots and yeah. Very different side of LA, you know, it, it's just. But that's LA, like, things, right. and like yeah. I said, that's any big city, but it, for some reason, it, it almost makes more sense to me in LA that like La La Land, I could totally believe that story right. happening right. at the same time right. this story's yeah, happening. Exactly. It's like in the background, yeah. you just see Lou like, <laughs> driving after a car wreck. <laughs> and I'm like, I buy it. Like, yeah. these things happen in the same city. And mm-hmm. So let me ask you, um, both of you, at any point in the movie, did you find yourself either subtly or just outright liking um, Lewis? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sad to admit, yeah. There's definitely <laughs> parts where I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to like him, but... <laughs> and um, I think, like, 
I was ready. I was like, I'm curious if like Tim's going to come in and like make the case for like kind of <laughs> how you did with like Ex Machina. And yeah, I couldn't quite, um, <clears throat> I couldn't quite put it together myself, but there's definitely moments where I was like, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm still putting it together, but yeah, I'm curious what you guys, what you guys think. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I don't know. I don't think I ever liked him. But I will say I start rooting for him at a certain point. Mm. And then it's, and then I started rooting for him less after <laughs> another certain point. But yeah, I, I think it's just part of like the underdog story. Like you just mm. see him and it's like, obviously you don't know what's happened to him in his life, but he's obviously had a rough life. And whether that's his fault or, you know, his parents or whatever it is, it's like, to see him starting to do better and it just feels like things are like kind of coming around for him. Mm -hmm. There is something in me that I kind of start rooting for him and I want good things to happen to him. Uh, but it's just hard because the way that he does all that is so manipulative and it's like, so, so it's like, I, I felt like I was in this battle of like, I wanted him to succeed, but then like the way that he was doing it, I didn't want him to. And, uh, yeah, and then, but again, that's kind of where the ambiguity lends itself right. to the movie and makes the movie interesting because it's like you really don't know. Like he, his whole life, he could have just been this like total scumbag, and you'd believe that, mm -hmm. or he could just be like this kid who had a really tough upbringing and was like just trying to make his way in the world. And you can kind of see whatever you want to, and like even at the beginning, I kind of forgot. Like it took me thinking back on the movie, but like the first scene that you see him, he's stealing something and then the security guard comes up to him and then he attacks the security guard. And that's like the first intro that you have to him. But then throughout the movie, like it's easy to forget that. And you, yeah. you kind of can get sucked into, if not liking him, at least rooting for him mm -hmm. to some degree. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that scene because um, I was reading a thing with Gilroy, the, the writer director they put that scene in to make so the audience didn't just unabashedly like him. Yeah. Just, they were liking him a little too yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. They, they had to have something that, that grounded. Like this that. guy is yeah. objectively yeah. like bad. Yeah. Like that security mm -hmm. guard didn't deserve that. Right. And it wasn't even beating him up because he didn't want to get arrested or, or kind of caught stealing. Like he stole the guy's watch. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no yeah. redeeming. Yeah. Like you beat the guy up and stole his watch. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. there's no, you know, shiny side of that yeah um and so kind of making that the first intro but i i know i felt what you guys are describing I, I certainly felt it and as i thought about it i think it's part of what i i love about the movie is if you because the very beginning right we just talked about the very end is pretty indefensible right like he <laughs> like especially when, when it comes to rick like he blindly yeah. out of selfish like he didn't like the fact that rick had a lot of negotiating yeah. power over yeah. him, and so conspired to, to do that yeah but everything in the middle can really right. fall under don't hate the player hate the game mm -hmm. you know and so is it scummy yes does it make you feel icky yes is it exploiting some of the uglier facets of like the brokenness of humanity yes <laughs> undoubtedly is someone going to be doing that yeah, and can you at least find it to maybe not, you know, think that he's the worst guy in the world? Like his, I think, earnestness, because it's a very, 
he, he spews a lot of platitudes that I think are aimed in a broad sense of like that American, mm-hmm. you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you go, you are industrious and you go like, you know, I'll be, you know, he's asking for a job at the construction site and mm-hmm. he, he handles criticism well, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just like that, that's a chalk yeah. you know, a point in his favor. Like he's, he's very, you know, he speaks with confidence. He's polite. He's direct. He's earnest. He's very hardworking. He's ambitious, but in the way that he's trying to be self-made, he's not trying to coast on other people. It's mm-hmm. just, you kind of get the feeling of like, this is what a young enterprising guy who wants success and he's building it the right way. And maybe it's in a, right. a, a niche that is ugly, but he's, you know, cause you see the, the other guys, they're all scummy looking too, you know? Right. So you kind of find yourself rooting for him and, it's just interesting. Like, it, if you take his platitudes, rip them out of the movie, and put them in like a book, it would be a bestseller. Yeah, I mean they're, they're right out of these self help <laughs> right. books. Well, they're right out it, of yeah. these business principle mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. And he's very he's saying all the right things. And in a way, I actually was thinking of like Ian. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hold on. That came out wrong. Although I'll accept it because it was a burn. It was an unintentional. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it was an unintentional burn. No, because one of your one of your favorite kind of ongoing observations is how, like, divorced of morality, mm. right? Like, like what's the basis of morality apart mm. from God? Right, apart from yeah. objective truth. Where do you truth. get it from? Yeah. And so what he's doing. The only reason we're objecting to it is because we find it objectionably yeah. like immoral, right? You're, you're weaponizing fear. You're participating and aiding and abetting this kind of broad news conspiracy to manipulate people and, and to stoke fear. It's, it's not building society. It's, it's, but you strip the morality piece out of it. What is he doing? He is, he had an idea. He invested, I mean, he stole the bike. <laughs> but he raised capital. Yeah, yeah. It's not important now. He invested it in Amish, um, right? He started, right? He recruited someone to help him. Like, he yeah. learned all the ins and outs. He put in the the, the sweat equity and the labor, and he When he's, like, teaching Rick. It. And like he's, he's teaching, like he's doing it, right? Yeah. Like, all those things we code in our sort of American ethic as like that's good and upstanding and right and like something to be applauded. It's only are the, the, so apart from God, right. And apart from the, the context that it's in, it's I think confusing because there's a part of you that's rooting for him because you're conditioned to want the, the Mm. rags to riches or the bootstrap or the hard worker or the, all the things that he's exhibiting, but it still makes your skin crawl and that's why, like, the bookends, you know, it makes it a little, like, mm-hmm. those are unambiguously, you know, there's no kind of sugarcoating that. But a big part of the middle of that movie is just a guy who creates his own leverage, then uses it. Yeah. And some icky ways, but in all people who, that's the game. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that's super interesting because there is a way of watching this. And, yeah, I mean, you just have all these, like, very human reactions in some ways of like, well, this, like this guy's manipulating people. He's doing like just gross stuff. I don't really like him. But in another sense, it's like, well, he figured out how people play the game and then he's able, yeah. And he's just playing it better than some people. And like, he's kind of playing it like hardball, but sometimes that's what you have to do. And honestly, I mean, even just listening to you talk, if, if you just 
flip him a little bit, like you make him a little bit smarter, maybe put him in a nicer family growing up. It's like him and Elon Musk. <laughs> Put him on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It would be saying what Is a great. Is really that different? Right. Yeah. And, but, and, but then, yeah, like, you know, Zuckerberg or Bezos or Elon Musk, it's like, those guys are praised for basically doing everything that he does. I mean, even like just the, the calculated and like being able to make the hard, cold decisions, like we really value mm -hmm. in our culture, we value people who can do that. We do need to make clear for the sake of the podcast <laughs> that Ian's not accusing any of those rich men of yeah. murder. I was say, don't, uh, take, yeah. don't take Elon's marketing company. Yeah. Ian. Oh, shoot. Yeah, their AIs are all probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be sued. Now. Yeah. Don't send your AI uh, drones after us. <laughs> the little robot waiting at your door. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, shoot. Where did uh, this come from? Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I agree. It is interesting. I mean, they, you have to have a reason why what he's doing is wrong and you can't, it's not as easy. If you really want to talk about it, it's not as easy as just saying, I was like, well, those are bad or it's not, he's not helping well, yeah, people. We're all about self-interest and making your own way until like, why is that line where it is? Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's a, apart from like a outside authority. Yeah. Somebody if has it really is just rule. a self-generated thing. Yeah. Like who's to say mm. maybe he draws it a little further away, but what's the basis? Yeah. That's the danger of that being the line is because it is relative person mm -hmm. to person and uh, group to group. So, Cause within that, like, like you guys are saying within that community, the, the um, kind of like freelance news guys, these seemingly like these news uh, stations, their lines on like what's moral and ethical, I think are different. And there's a lot of ways that, that Lou is playing within their boundaries, even if it makes us feel kind of right. icky. Um, so yeah, I agree with you guys. Like it's, it's interesting that it kind of puts, it, it's kind of like holding the mirror up. The yeah. movie is. Well, and I feel like what the movie does so well, at least for me, what I feel like where it, kind of turns a corner and makes it a little bit better is like, so you have him and he's sketchy and he's seedy and you're like, okay, yeah, he's like, you're kind of rooting for him, but also, yeah, he's a bad guy. But then, and you, but you kind of get his motivation. It's like, he has nothing. So it's like, he's just trying to build up. But then Nina, I feel like is what makes this movie really interesting to me because she, like, she's kind of, she has similarities. Like you can see her motivations mm -hmm. You can see she's been in this environment for a long time. You know, she. you can see she's done okay, but never really made it as big as she's wanted to be. But on the other hand, she's also like in society. She doesn't come off as just like a sociopath like he does. She comes off as like maybe a sad person that you would interact with, but somebody that you would interact with. Like he, he I feel like if any of us talk to him, it's like, okay, Something's going on with this guy. But Nina, it's like you could talk to her, you know, she could be somebody in like the office or whatever. And it's like, if you don't talk to her that much, it's like, yeah, this is kind of a normal person. <laughs> and I think that's what made the movie more I'm interesting to me. stunned by that take. <laughs> I'm curious. You what do you, so? what do you no, no, I, I'm, I, I'm just wasn't expecting to hear that. Okay. What do you think? Um... I, I think I see what you're saying. If you're saying there's like, you know, shades of. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, I definitely see Nina as a person who's like lost her way, you know, yeah. like lost her kind of I mean, of like, I'm not advocating <laughs> for the way that she's lived her life. Yeah. Cause she's like, that's, that's, and uh, maybe I don't like the things that I like about the local news. It's not the, the crime and the murder. Yeah, like, right. I don't right. tend to watch those parts. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. That, that's the part where I was a little lost in terms of, I don't know how realistic mm. this is, but some of the shots she's approving and just like, it, it's, I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah, she like, definitely. And it is, it's all about ratings and her job. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, man. And, and it, the, clearly there's other people in the newsroom who are like, no, like this is, I think the right. Frank or something is the guy's name, you know? So her line is clearly, even within that industry, it's clearly beyond like her peers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're sitting there like that. We can't show this. This isn't right. And, they only get by by it seems like asking something like person legal like can can we legally <laughs> yeah. do this and they're like mm-hmm. she's like technically yes and that's all she needs she's like okay yep. <laughs> you know as long as we can't get sued or whatever you know break a law or something we're running it right <clears throat> and um yeah i just i i think you can make the argument that she's every bit of a sociopath as he is and i've asked a couple of people just the question of like Who's worse? Mm. And I think I hear Nina more than than uh, Lewis, uh, as far as like who's the more loathsome character. I, yeah. I think maybe Lewis has more. Like we we're saying, we we were rooting for him, and uh, I think Nina, like it really is like like her motives are simple and and very clear cut, but in a way that makes her especially unsympathetic. Like yeah, I agree. She's yeah. the leader. She's on a series of two-year contracts and keeps moving around because she's not that good at her job. Mm-hmm. And then she locked into something that's helping her give ratings, and it's just it's a pure just selfish play. And like she. Like the the home invasion triple homicide. Yeah, she's like the scene where she's in the mic with. I, I love that scene. Yeah, because you see how smooth the anchors are. Yeah, I was like impressed by that. They're super. I was like, if they're really that smooth. I was yeah, like, that, that was that stepped up my level of respect. It really for made me want to be able to see what actually happens. Yeah, yeah. I, that's really how it works. I was like, wow. Like, yeah, that's impressive. I had the exact same feeling, and but she's there, and she is she's the puppet master, and she mm. is pulling on the strings, and they're obedient, and they're doing, and she keeps saying like. Like, you know, those adjectives and stoking, like, it is yeah. deeply cynical. And it's not enough that they have this triple homicide in like a wealthy neighborhood that's supposedly safe and, and not crime ridden, but she has this narrative, you mm. know, they even have the crib and yeah. the baby, you know, and th- wasn't there, but just house. the whore house. house. It just, yeah. right there, the cryon, all of it. Yeah. And then they find out it was a drug deal gone wrong. Mm. And she's just like, the guy's like, this is yeah. truth. This is good. We're gonna run this, and she's yeah. just like backpage it, like send it to the weekend crew or something, yeah, because it hurts the narrative, yeah, mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> like at least Lewis, maybe he's ginning up business, maybe, <laughs> but he's just documenting and selling. Like she's the one that's making the editorial decisions on like like, and he he's not criticizing it, so he. He's a partner, yeah. right? Like he, he has no moral compunction with it. I'm not trying to say otherwise, but she's the one who is, is taking the raw material and maximizing the, like the harm that it can do to, yeah. to, to people. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> well, that's what I think is interesting is that I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, I think she's worse 
but he's doing, he kind of has to operate in the shadows because like, yeah, people sent something about him and, and she, I mean, she does jump around jobs and everything and she does like work the, the night shift and all that. But at the same time, like, I think she's worse, but she's also more socially accepted than he is. I think that's and an think interesting idea, that's though, because what's interesting viewing the movie, we're privy to his like intense mirror smashing or right. his like private yeah. awkward yeah, yeah, weird yeah, yeah. moments. But like, if you only saw him, he has the ability to turn on. Yeah, and uh-huh. like you see that, like he, part of the terms of his big kind of sale is that it's not just the money. He wants access to the anchors. He wants access to the station manager, mm-hmm. like the higher ups. And you can see him. He's he very flatly says he wants to form his own relationships. And then at the end of the movie, right, he's joking about ties and like, right. like I think he, without the context of how weird he is when he's alone. <laughs> If you were just someone in a restaurant or at a party, I actually think he would be more compelling. He has yeah. a more, she kind of has that fried scene a lot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> kinda, yeah. You know, maybe yeah. I think he'd be more the life of a party oh, than yeah. she would. No, Nina does not seem fun to talk to, but I will say <laughs> Lou is like getting people killed and like manipulating a person into a sexual relationship. So yeah. like, I, like in terms of who's more loathsome, I'm like, okay, like, but they're not great people. If but she I, was the one collecting it, do you think she would manipulate, like let the killer go free and get the cops to show up at the donut shop? I absolutely think she would. She just, her job doesn't call oh. for it. And I think if the situation was reversed, he absolutely would maximize the fear and be saying the same things oh, in the yeah, mic. Like, would, yeah. I, I think I see them as kind of almost two peas in a pod. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, so just, yeah, he, he was manipulating her, but she also, yeah. he didn't, you know, like, like she could have been like, hey, nothing's worth that. And yeah. she didn't. Right. So it doesn't excuse him, but it also doesn't like, I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I see them as almost twins. Yeah. Just with different expressions. I agree with that. Yeah. I think she's uh, like, she's more in society though than he is. I think that's what is interesting to me. And I agree. I think he's learning that, but for whatever reason, he hasn't found his place in society yet. And maybe it's just because she's older, but like she has and, and she exists in society, which is, I think that's, what's interesting to me is because then like people like that do exist and, mm-hmm. and you might meet them and it's kind of, and, and he becomes that throughout the movie too, of like the, you know, the news anchors are talking to him, like you're saying. And, um, yeah. And, and then it just starts getting into the nuances of like, okay, well, yeah, obviously what they do is bad, but then can any of us say we haven't manipulated people? You know, we don't like to call it manipulation, but it's like, you know, you don't try to stack things in your favor sometimes because you don't like doing a certain kind of work or whatever it is. And it's like, well, where do you draw that line? And like, why is it so different from where they draw that line? And yeah, I I think all those nuances are super interesting. Counterpoint. Lewis knew the hot Mexican restaurant that's authentic to Mexico city. (laughs) She'd never heard of it. (laughs) Who's the man of the people? Who's the one? I mean, I'm just saying, how did he know that? How did (laughs) he know that? That was the most yeah. impressive part of the movie to me. I'm like, that's a good pull for a restaurant. Yeah. Like, how does that guy know that restaurant? People say authentic to Mexico City. I yeah. mean, <laughs> he just pulls that out. I was like, wow, man, that's such a creepy scene, though. That it whole, is, yeah. 
So where, where does Rick fit into this? Because he's Rick. sympathetic, right? Sweet, 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 sweet Rick. But he, apart from just being dim-witted, and yeah. kind of, you know, but like he's a willing, he knows what they're doing. Yeah. At least Lewis is like building an empire. Lewis is getting, uh, Rick's getting 30 bucks a night. <laughs> 30 bucks a night yeah. for doing that. Yeah, he must be like sleeping in the park I mean, it's or like, something. He's I like, understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's sleeping. <laughs> it's like a part of me can like, you know what? You're selling your soul to the devil, but at least you're, you yeah. know, getting rich and it's uh, 30 bucks a night. Like. I get that you had hay fever, so lawn care <laughs> wasn't for you, but like, There's other you choices. can make more yeah. at McDonald's yeah. <laughs> for 30 That's bucks true. A you night. can definitely make more at McDonald's. And so it's like, if I, like, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I, I didn't have any animus to Rick, but I was asking myself, like, why? Like, I, yeah, I think I feel for him because he's clearly a guy who, like, um, I don't know that he has anything going for him. Like yeah. he, he's lost a lot. And I do think there's, I don't know how to say this. It's like a, I'm having trouble like having the idea kind of congeal for me, but like there is something I think too, like the way that life can kind of uh, start snowballing on you. Yeah. And it that is like draining. That is like sapping, you know, when you, when you kind of keep losing, keep losing. And I think he's like, he's a guy looking for any lifeline when you first meet him. He's mm. like, I mean, he doesn't ask any questions about what well, I think. Well, he does ask a couple of questions, but I was like, there's so many more questions. Like, <laughs> hey, I yeah. had. like what yeah. are we doing? Like, I how love long that is job this interview be? scene. Like, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's amazing. And, um, and he, he initially does it for free, right? He's not, Oh, yeah. He says, I got to get something, right? Yeah, right. I think he tries yeah, it's to It's supposed to be an unpaid internship. Yeah. But he's like, I got to get something. So he gives him like 30 bucks or whatever. He took three buses to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I promise you, there's a fast food joint within yeah. one yeah. bus. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I assume you can get 30 bucks like cleaning windshields yeah, at the red right, light. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have to travel across the city every night. 30 bucks in yeah. bus tokens. Right. <laughs> Collect can something man. It's got to be close, but um, I th I think when it comes to Rick, there's a way that I think when you meet him, I can understand someone like that, like not having this, like because he clearly sees it. Like he uh, from early on, he's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if this is right. Like you, you see him like wrestling, but I could see someone in that, like if they're that down bad, struggling to, and, it's, and especially because Lou is such a, he's such a great like manipulator. He's oh, yeah. strong. Like, so it's not like Rick's going against like a, a peer or an equal. He's going against someone who has the upper hand. Rick is clearly in a diminished state in life. Um, and he, like you said, he's, he does not come across as that intelligent. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, man, this guy's not holding any cards. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going against a guy who's, like we, like you said, he, this guy, Lou can play the game yeah, and he can play it against Nina. Who's, right. you know, like, uh, she's, she's clearly not successful, but she's in this world yeah. kind of swimming with yeah. sharks. Like she's yeah. not a nobody. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I felt for Rick. Um, but man, I was like, dude, if you would have just, yeah, 
just a, just a couple more questions. Like it felt like it wouldn't have taken a lot for him to get out of that yeah. situation. But I feel like I've seen that before where yeah. sometimes you get so down bad that even the bare minimum I've seen people, they just can't, it, it feels like a Herculean effort yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. That's what it just feels like. He doesn't believe that he really has any control at all. So he's kind of just like letting mm. whatever happen. And like, yeah, it feels like just getting to this interview was like, the that was the most yeah. that he was going to be able to do. It was like he saw it on Craigslist or whatever and then comes out and like, doesn't he even like, he doesn't even really know what it's for no, or he, something. The job like, machine doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> the ad didn't specify like, that's, that's, That was like red flag number yeah, one. I'm, I'm like, why are you responding to this <laughs> yeah. ad? Skip that one. Of all, right, yeah, <laughs> of all of them, why that one? Yeah. Oh man, just like immediately, like, yeah. you shot yourself in the foot. Like, and I, I could see it as like intriguing, like, unspecified job sure maybe it'll pay more <laughs> than like maybe it's easy money or maybe it's right. something that most people don't want to do yeah. and it'll be but he comes out with you're not getting paid yeah it's like shadowy undefined job plus you're not getting paid it's just like i'm leaving the table yeah. not a good combination I'm, sorry, but I'm leaving the table at that point He's like, I didn't take three buses to not leave with a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. man but maybe that's what's tragic about it to me is like not like rick I can look at the specifics of his situation and, and get like quickly get frustrated with him. But I think what's tragic to me is like, I've seen that in the human condition where yeah. people can be that low and then they are that easily manipulated and taken advantage of. And I think that's, what's like sad about him to me. I agree. Yeah. He's definitely the most, I mean, by far the most empathetic person or the person you empathize with the most in this. And yeah, I agree. I've seen that in people and it's just, it's rough. I love their renegotiation scene where he gets like yeah. a spine and he's just like, I'm going to need more. Like he keeps stringing along with the performance review yeah. as if it's like some kind of HR right, official yeah. company thing. Yeah. And he finally has his leverage. He, uh, and he's just like, all right, 75. He's, he's like, like 100? So, 75, 75. He's like, I could have gotten more, right? <laughs> Like, oh yeah. And Lewis is like, yeah. oh yeah. And he's not but we like, closed the deal. He's not like you are now, you've now gone from intern to production assistant. He's like, you are vice president. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Seventy five dollars a night. Yeah. A night. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, man, this guy. Oh, man. Hey, that's like a hundred and fifty percent raise. I mean, yeah. that's yeah. the last time he could yeah. it's killing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man. Uh, Just like all of our Spotify ratings, if you look at it right, all in percentages, right. it looks we, pretty good. Explosive yeah. growth. <laughs> so what Aaron has said earlier that the movie holds a mirror up, which I, I like that phrasing. Um, maybe as we transition to some of these like gospel applications, like like what do you think that mirror shows, and how does that interact with the gospel? I found it interesting. Um, I'm going to pull an Ian here and quote, Whoa. This. <laughs> never go full Ian. <laughs> <laughs> quote something really classic. Uh, so I was recently reading Meditations yeah. oh, here we go. by Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> and, uh, See, this guy's smart. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this movie actually reminded me of that because there's multiple instances where he has this line that, um, and it, definitely not a Christian. Um, in fact, it's interesting to kind of read his part of the book is him kind of 
talking about how he thinks about Christians. Anyway, hmm. that's a whole side thing. But um, in there, there's multiple ways that he says, like, as a human, you are, you can never separate yourself from like your community or like your, like the rest of humanity. Mm. And so mm. if you are doing things that are only good for you and they're not like in the aggregate good for your community or like good for humanity, then you're, then you will always be hurting yourself because you can't, you're part of that. You can never separate yourself fully from humanity. And, um, that the best thing a person can do is benefit everyone else because then that will, you know, by nature be for your good as well. And so it's an interesting like secular idea. And I think, I think people by and large like agree to that. Like, yes, like we should do what's best for most Mm -hmm. people. The problem is, and what I think this movie's holding the mirror up is that when each individual is like, kind of like the judge of that, that, that becomes very like murky water mm-hmm. and you do need like, you do need a line that, that's drawn by someone kind of outside, like who can see the whole, cause no one can see the whole, right. that's the problem. No one's able to see the whole. And we see this in like all kind of ways, the way that we're like, well, here's a problem our society's having, here's a fix. And then you do it. And then there's all these unintended, well, now it's hurting this other section mm-hmm. or it's hurting us in, a, in another unforeseen way. And we can never fully like get our arms around like serious issues, real issues mm-hmm. that do need solutions. And it's like, you do need someone who's outside who can see the whole picture, who can draw those lines and be like, this is what is for your good. Mm-hmm. If you trust me and you follow these paths, you will prosper as a people. Mm-hmm. And um, that was kind of my my takeaway f- uh, from this movie. Hmm. Yeah, and that is interesting too because then there's always like, if it's only, if you're making the case that you should help other people because in aggregate it benefits you, hmm. then if you get to a point where it's like, well, okay, at some point this may benefit me, but if I just do this one thing that won't have that bad effects, right? but it actually helps like to everybody in the aggregate, it's not that bad, but to me, it helps me a lot. Then like Mm -hmm. you can start justifying all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And I think you see Lou walk that line Mm -hmm. because like you were saying a lot of the stuff he does, like if you cut out a couple key scenes in this movie, you just look at him and he's like, okay, yeah, like he's kind of creepy, but he works hard. He seems like he knows what he's talking about and he's not really doing anything. It's, it's on the edge, but it's like, other people are doing it too. So it's like, why is it that bad? But then you see, you do have these key scenes that show like he really doesn't have a moral compass. Um, But yeah, so I think like, it's just easy to really justify whatever you want whenever you start Mm. saying stuff like that. Well, our view's so limited. Yeah. That like, even if we can like justify and have it make sense of what we can see, there's always going to be aspects of humanity or our culture or society that like, we're just not going to be able to foresee like the effects mm-hmm. and, and the, the way that that is going to yeah, affect other people's lives. Like there's just, we're mm-hmm. just limited in our, in our, um, as like creatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if you are, even if you are like purely good intentioned, you still aren't going to be able to make the right decisions. Yeah. We've been watching a ton of family matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's my Urkel is Louis Bloom. 
No, I'm not gonna. Oh, wow. Dang. But no, I feel like that's half the episode. So it's like Urkel trying to like do the right thing. And it always like, it just ends in some like unforeseen yeah. disaster. Did I do that? Like, you know, it's just like. <laughs> so that is the other side of the I coin. I feel like you didn't yeah. fully commit to that Urkel impression. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I, I did get caught in between. Like, I was yeah. like, am I really going to do it? And then I was, then I was into nope. it. And I, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it's just the, and I've actually been thinking a lot about a lot about this lately, but just the first Corinthians 13, where it talks about the love and I mean, just, it makes some really powerful statements that it's at least easy for me to downplay a little bit, but it's, it says like, if you have all knowledge mm. and you can, you know, I think it says like, if you can talk in the tongue of angels, but you don't have love, it's, it's nothing, which is an easy thing to read, but it's like clanging all gong. knowledge, clanging gong. Mm. And that's, I mean, that's a really big statement, like all knowledge. And, and but I, and this is why, I mean, kind of just coming back to like why we do this. This is such, it's not a Christian movie at all, but it's such a good application of that and such a good picture of that. Mm. Cause you look at Lou and it's like, he knows a lot of stuff. Like he's read all the books, like you were saying, all the like influential, like how to win friends and influence people, how to, you know, succeed at business, whatever. He's read all of those books and he remembers it and he acts it out. Like he does all of that stuff and he has all this knowledge and he knows how to apply it, but he doesn't have love for any, anybody mm-hmm. and you see what it looks like and any, pretty much any person is going to watch this and be like, that's messed up. And you might even have to kind of suss it out a little bit, but he, you, you just get a slimy feeling from what mm-hmm. he's doing. And it's just such a good picture of where you end up with, with knowledge, without love um, and then I think it, you can just apply that in so many different arenas, but in this specific place and in the, this specific time, that's what it looks like. And then, yeah. And then you get Nina and like, she's doing it in like a little, in a little bit different context, but she's doing the exact same thing. And yeah, so I, I really like that aspect of the movie. It doesn't make it super fun to watch, but it is like. <laughs> It does have this like warning or like parable um, aspect to it mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I think for me, um, it's almost maybe I'm tapping into the the lawyer side of me, but it's like if Lewis is like on trial, it's like I'm putting the city of Los Angeles on trial. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> like for me, I just reflect on like. The, the real villain, and now this is going to sound cheesy, but it, it's, it's the depravity of humanity, mm. right? Like, like Lewis and um, Nina, Nina, thank you. Uh, yeah. They're out of business if they, they're, they're trafficking in kind of, you know, fear porn, basically. Yeah. There's a market for it. Yeah. Right. And I kind of said earlier, like, like, don't hate the player, hate the game. It's a little bit of that, but. To me, it just shines a, like Aaron used the, the mirror, like it puts a mirror on like all of us. Like yeah. we all can, you know, the, the part of us that like rubbernecks when we see a car accident, the mm-hmm. part of us that is intrigued by by pain or, or just, you know, and I'm not saying everyone would want to look at those images. Some of them are pretty gory and, yeah. and people have different sensitivities, but 
we just have like a intrinsic thirst and, and fear is such a powerful motivator in a way that that's just not healthy. And so this whole, in some ways we get the culture that we deserve. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a reflection, you know, not of, uh, you know, necessarily Nina and Lewis, but like they're a product and, you know, sociopathic stuff aside and, and whatnot, but they're formed in this place that devalues human life, right? Like it's jarring to see, but then you kind of, if you look, give a critical eye, like, like, what am I looking at? What causes me to stop in a news story? You know, and there's a legitimate place for news. There's yeah. a legitimate place for reporting on crime. And crime is scary, right? Like, like no one likes yeah. the idea of that. It's not that the thing in and of itself, but the movie does a great job of showing the motives, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. very cynical, but it wouldn't be effective if it wasn't powerful and targeted. And there's just this collective shared responsibility, I think, of, you know, maybe not every single individual, but collectively this idea that like it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the reason that fear is such a powerful motivator, it shows where our eyes are. Yeah. Right. And then you know, I'm not saying Christians, we don't ever struggle with fear of that, but like we're called to something bigger. We're called to mm -hmm. something right? like, you know, kind of you hear those stories back in, you know, the middle ages where it was like the Christians during the, the black plague, a lot of them stayed to tend to the sick mm -hmm. and they, considered death, you know, just right. And all the stories of martyrs and, you know, Christians don't have the market cornered on, on bravery or self-sacrifice or whatnot. I'm not trying to say that, but it's just, uh, as a culture, if you're fixated on, on safety above all, uh, if you see any, like recently we've seen in the news people, there's like what, three or four instances where just someone knocked on the wrong door and got shot. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a product, uh, and, you know, I, I think Nina would probably grudgingly acknowledge years of people like that in the newsroom create this downstream effect. And mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is all the way upstream is the, the brokenness of humanity and the fact that, like it or not, we're able to be, like, led by the nose, by that kind of thing. And I was reading in the, the writer-director the kind of closing scene where he's instructing and now he has all these other mm. trucks and then they, they sort of scatter to the directions. And he meant that to convey that like Lewis is a virus and mm. the virus is multiplying spreading, and spreading. Yeah. And yeah. that's like it. And it's just, I disagree mm. with that. I, mm. I, not that Lewis and it's not, it's spreading, but I think the virus is, is upstream. Right. I think the virus is located, yeah. you know, and it really is like, it, it's a gospel renewal kind of, problem and not a stop reporting on this as much or, you know, and I'm not saying there aren't responsible decisions that can be made in line with what Marcus Aurelius or kind of yeah. the points you were making. Like it would make us a better society, yeah. but it wouldn't cure right. the, the problem. Mm -hmm. It would curtail it. But then you have the problem as Ian described yeah. as <laughs> it's the group versus the individual. Yep. And like it, for, like it or not, like we've lost a lot of civic kind of jointness. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And I think there's blame on, on every side yeah. for that. Um, it's not just the liberals or the conservatives or the, it's just, it's the individualism. It's the, we'll save the, the Mr. Rogers <laughs> tangent for, for another oh, time. Oh man. 
when I really want to tank the podcast. But yeah, that's gonna <laughs> yeah. I, I just the mirror yeah. image. I, I think that's what it is for me. Yeah. That's what provokes or, or what, what you know an examination of like what does motivate and why and why mm-hmm. is it so powerful and how much am I kind of aiding and abetting that. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Scarface, you know, yeah. when he's like, you point the finger at the bad guy, but if the bad guy points the finger yeah. at you, like <laughs> you, this exists because maybe not individually, but as a like culture society, like you yeah. want this. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why it exists. Right. Exactly. And that's a hard, that's a hard thing to look in the face. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, I actually haven't seen Scarface, but I'm assuming <laughs> he's talking about cocaine or something <laughs> about <laughs> drugs. Uh, um, <laughs> Context clues. Sand. Yeah, yeah <laughs> sand, yeah. Um, yeah, but, and then it's interesting with the news because that's something, with drugs, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, drugs are bad. But yeah, with the news, it's like, it is more interesting to watch a story about, you know, it's at least more, it taps into something if you're learning about something dangerous or something right. like crazy that happened instead of just like, yeah, the firefighters are having a, a water yeah, gun yeah. fight no or whatever. The, no one's at the water cooler like, hey, the Boy Scout troop is uh, going <laughs> to yeah. be volunteering at the dog shelter. Yeah. Like, No one wants to talk yeah. about that, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's a great point, Tim, just that if it weren't, I mean, if nobody was watching, right. if the ratings were actually bad, then- There's no power there. Yeah, there's no yeah. power there. But the fact is that more people watch the, the bloodier it is. And so, mm-hmm. and that's another thing where it's like, you don't, you watch the movie and you don't want that to be true, but it's mm-hmm. hard to make a case that that's not true. And a lot of, I mean, so many different aspects of, of life. I mean, even just like the fact that like so much of our technology advancements have been through porn essentially because of like, mm-hmm. they're the ones who are like pushing a lot of the, a lot of tech in some ways, just because the demand is like mm-hmm. so high, it's crazy high. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's easy to like point at the bad guys out there, but it's like, well, if there wasn't so much demand for it, like they wouldn't have any power. Did you learn that on Reddit? Uh, <laughs> I did not learn that. <laughs> I read some statistic the other day. I'm trying to remember where, maybe it was a local news station. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we know that's not it. (laughs) It was definitely Reddit. Yeah, it was probably Reddit. Oh, so the subreddit. I don't know where I would have read that. I don't know. Rating Uh, time? Yeah. Or any other? Yeah. No, wait. wait, Ian's got something. something. Yeah, it wasn't anything big. One thing that I did want to mention, though, was the music. I love the Ah. music in this movie. And I like it when when the music, like, doesn't really fit the vibe of the movie that you would think. Yeah. And I feel like the music was like that for the like I've listened to the soundtrack just while I'm working a bunch so ever since I've watched this movie I'm creeped out by that <laughs> it's good I'm not gonna lie the music is really good I'm not gonna lie <laughs> just go listen to it and you'll see what were, I'm talking were you about. watering your plants <laughs> I'll tell you this Lewis I'm no Rick so I'll Rick. stop you right there <laughs> we are not threatening your bargaining power yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, you just step one. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> step one is complete. I have all the bargaining power. 
<laughs> the way he took the co-producer title is very reminiscent yeah, of Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, moving up. What can yeah. I say? I've, uh, I thought been, something was familiar about been this. Reading yeah, a lot I of think stuff on the internet. That makes Parker Nina. And <laughs> oh, <wow>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, why do you think you haven't seen Parker around yeah. as much lately? <laughs> okay, it's all coming together now. Uh, oh, the other thing that I was going to say is I, I love his last line. I feel like that just encapsulates so much. Like he's, he's talking to um, the news team, the news crews that he's about oh, to send yeah, out. Yeah. And he says, I think he says, yeah. and don't worry. I, wrote it down, yeah. I wouldn't ask you to do anything to do. I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do. Yeah. And I just, I think that is such a good line. Like along with the kind of going back to the zillionaire, like just people that we tend to idolize mm. in our culture I think there's just, there's something interesting of that where it's like, oh yeah, if like this guy's doing it, then it's okay. But like, you just watched this whole movie of him saying like, you, the, him saying I wouldn't ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself is basically saying like, I'm going to ask, I'm going to push your boundaries. Like that's yeah. not a safe thing to say. In everyday life, that's meant to be like a leadership principle right. of like, yeah. I'm in it with you. I'm yeah. not like, I've worked my way here, you know, but I'm never asking you to do something I wouldn't. In the context of the movie, it's a terrifying thought yeah. because he's, mm -hmm. like you're saying, his boundaries so far. And so there's like a double meaning he there because really he parenting, yeah. he, he's parenting a, like a trope. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, a cliche at this point. Yeah. And there is... I think something you're putting your finger on too. I think I read it in uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. He says that like there's this phenomenon where like when when someone's like great at one, like they're a great athlete or they're a great mm -hmm. actor or they're a great scientist or you know whatever Elon Musk is. Nobody knows at this point. He's great at something. Um, we tend to like assign like greatness in every aspect of life to mm -hmm. them. Like we just assume they're also a great person. They're yeah. a great spouse. They're a great father, right. yeah. mother. And then when the stories like seem to inevitably come out that like they weren't a great spouse, they weren't a great parent. Mm -hmm. We're like shocked. Mm -hmm. Well, how, like, how could Michael Jordan not have been a great husband? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like he it, was so good at basketball. <laughs> Did you see him in that dunk contest? Like, I don't believe it. Yeah. You know? it's just There's like, no way he's but, not a great father. But there is like, it, that's frightening, but it's also very like realistic feeling where mm -hmm. people would look at this, like Lewis Bloom, like these new employees, they would say, oh, this guy's like you were saying, Tim, he's pulled himself up from look at this incredible story. Yeah. Like I just trust him inherently. Like yeah. we do that. That's what I loved about uh, the knives out glass onion. Mm. Like that's <laughs> kind of the central yeah. thing in yeah. that movie It's just like, no, just because they're rich and maybe good at one thing, yeah. like, they can still be an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. and it's true. It's yeah, just, just people. It's reality. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, now all right, I'm Lewis. Ready. You gonna tell us what you want to rate on? <laughs> oh man, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, See, that's a manipulation. I know you have. <laughs> yeah, you've thought about everything. Oh, wow. uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, so I called you Lewis and not Lou. <laughs> you know where to, Mr. Co-producer is. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Tim knows how to climb the ladder. <laughs> we're coming for that VP spot. That VP of producing. Healthy distance, though, you know. You're let's the unquestionable uh, one. Let's do police scanners. Police yeah. Scanners. Okay, yeah. That's I a like good it. One. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it four police scanners. I think. Was yeah. it going to be five, but you vowed not to last no. podcast? Wait. Uh, no. I, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, already, I already said that I wouldn't go to five. 
Um, just true to my word. Just want all our listeners to know that. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. Just, just want people to know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just ex- arbitrarily to, picking yeah. that. To explain it that much. I didn't like it. We talked about it a lot, but it's also like a, not a movie I want to watch all the time. It makes me feel bad <laughs> just watching it. It's just so slimy. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like done really well. It's acted super well. I think it's, re- I mean, it's really well written. It won yeah. best screenplay. So Nominated best screenplay. Oh, yeah. it just, it didn't even win? No. It just got nominated? Oh. Birdman. Oh. Birdman won. Oh, okay. He paid attention. Yeah, I yeah. guess I should have been listening during that. Huh. <laughs> Communication <laughs> is yeah. the most important aspect of team building, Ian. I must have missed that Study part in my, yeah. in my business classes. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually there with you. I give this four police scanners, similar thinking for me. I, you know, when it comes to like the art of film, whatever the storytelling, I love everything about this movie. It is genuinely, maybe it's cause it's so well done. It is genuinely like chilling to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, my rating kind of is arbitrary <laughs> week to week, kind of what's important to me and what's yeah. not. Um, but I've never said otherwise. <laughs> But um, I guess right now I'm just thinking in terms of like, I, I, would, I would totally recommend this to someone who hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. I would struggle to want to watch it again. Yeah. And I, I think what's even, I think there's even a few moments in this movie. They could have even made it more. Like I was thinking at the very beginning, he's with the security guard. If they had just showed the guy challenging him, because there there's, a, there's a moment where the camera focuses on the security guy's watch mm-hmm. on his wrist. And I was thinking if they would have cut there and shown Lou driving away with the watch then on his wrist, Mm -hmm. that would have creeped me out even more. Cause Mm. there's something about the unseen that leaves it to the imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I remember like, I remember thinking like, dang, that would have even like turned it up just a a little notch more. And it's, you know, it's nitpicking, but. Joss is on the list. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like Joss. Um, But anyway. Yeah, for I I think it's an excellent movie. I recommend it, but tonight I'm giving it a four because <laughs> I would I would struggle to watch this again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I came in was gonna give it a four, but <laughs> now I'm gonna give it a four point one. <laughs> fair, that's fair. No, I, and it's funny because we like put this on our schedule, and then I happened to flip through channels and I caught the last 20 minutes of it maybe two months ago. Is this ago. like a regular mm. TV movie? Like It's just been on HBO. Oh, it's HBO, um, yeah. Uh-huh. And so I caught maybe the last 20 minutes of it and got, like, I was surprised by how it pulled me in because yeah. I saw it and then didn't see it again until we were going to do it for this. Uh, I agree. It's not something I would watch consistently, but this is neatly in my category of maximized movies. Mm, like, yeah. it's a small story yeah. I admire, I think it punches above its weight because it holds mm-hmm. that mirror up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's very, it has the quality of being contemporary, but also prophetic. Like it's describing mm-hmm. this dynamic of local news and, and all the, you know, kind of ugly seedy underbelly of it in 2014. And now where, mm-hmm. who knows what it will be 10 years from now. And so I give it credit for that. I like movies that, that have its, you know, I don't know how it'll age 50 years from now, but 
it's, you could look at, if you were like studying history or mm -hmm. like film history or yeah. wanting to like understand a culture through film, mm. this would be a movie you would save, mm. you know, yeah. for, I think you could transport back in time what it was, again, not that it's 100% accurate, it's, it's a very dark <laughs> depiction, but the mirror it's holding up, and, and so I just respect that. I like movies, like the higher ratings for me have more character growth and that can go in different directions. You know, I think he got it to be a more savvy businessman, but sort of blank slate, he just didn't grow or, you know, there just wasn't a lot of that. And I think that's by design. It's right. not a criticism, but it, it limits the upside for me. Um, yeah. And it's just, I like a confident, small story that's told well. I think Gyllenhaal's performance, yeah. I don't know that another person could have done. Yeah. Like, it's a very, like, this is an actualized movie. Mm. It's just, watching it today, it's just like half the movie is the triple homicide and on. Like, it's just, there's not a lot, which is okay. Yeah. Mm. But it just shows how pared down. It really is yeah. a creepy guy taking videos, a creepy news lady buying videos, <laughs> and then some just, you know. Poor yeah. sweet Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Poor. just very, you know, and there's some clever, yeah. I almost would have liked it without some of the intrigue, without this, you know, Rick getting tricked. and Yeah. You know, because to me, it was unnecessary for what I liked about right, it. Sure. But, you know, I understand, like, you needed yeah. the thing. So, um, yeah. It's a well-respected 4.1. And the yeah. point one is because I'm better than you guys. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Whatever you need to think, Tim. Yeah, you know. This is my $75 an hour. Uh -huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Recommendation. Yeah, no, I can't wait to see what. Oh, uh, I feel like we all would probably have like very similar ones. So I guess yeah. this is a time whenever I'm glad that I'm going first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so the first one is <laughs> what he's being. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable one, right now. Yeah, <laughs> this one I I could very easily make a Lemez reference to this. Oh, wow. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say I could. I was just thinking about it in my head, and I was like, yep, that's a good recommendation. <laughs> but it's not what I am actually recommend, recommending. Uh, the first one is Joker. I feel like that's, it's just, it, yeah. it's just right in line. And even there's a scene in Joker where I feel like that movie kind of escalates, um, where I think, it's not detectives, but there's there's just this apartment scene, and it's very similar to when the detectives come into Lou's apartment. Yeah, and it's it like this, the vibes are just so so similar. Um, I and feel like that one and is the new one the Batman. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they mm, both have that similar theme of like, is this guy bad or is he a product of like yes a broken. Yeah. Kind of culture, society. yeah, like more of turning it. Kind of what Tim was doing, like more turning it back on the culture, yeah. Um, so yeah, but that I think that's right in line. And then the other one is also very much it's in similar in that it's just kind of a, a like isolated male figure who's trying to figure out, trying to give some meaning to his life and trying to do something with that as taxi driver. Mm. That's been a while since I've seen it, but um, yeah. Paul Schrader. It's interesting. Love me some Paul Schrader. Yeah. 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 It's a, that would be an interesting one to do, actually. Yeah. I, I feel like we could talk about that movie a lot. Um, yeah. So those are my two. I honestly don't know if I would really 
thinking about it, it's like, I don't know if I would say go watch all three of these movies because you'd probably be <laughs> super <laughs> depressed. Mix you, in some Little Mermaid. Yeah. Just, yeah, <laughs> <put it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, I don't know, Dumbo or something. Dumbo, wow. <laughs> Pinocchio. Yeah. Those are all kind of creepy dudes. Pinocchio, Pinocchio Dumbo, and Dumbo, oh yeah, my God. They're all kind of... Yeah. Let's not even go into Fantasia. Yeah. What are... I don't know. Watch something that's actually not creepy. Like. Those were children's movies, Ian. That's, <laughs> what's, that's what's wrong with us. Yeah, that's why you guys are awesome. <laughs> now do you understand this? My children's movie was basically animated Nightcrawler. Yeah. Yeah. Finding <laughs> That's what I grew up on. Oh, crap. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Go Finding Nemo. Watch Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo before you watch any of this. That's a good one. Right. Yeah, those are good. Um, I had three, but I forgot one of them. <laughs> I'll just go two. That's fine. Was it Lamus? No, definitely not. Uh, my first one is Network. It was a Best Picture winner like in the late 70s. Um, huh. Also... Like very, very similar themes of like news and um, I, I want to say it's been a long time since I watched it, but I want to say it's it also has a lot of that kind of like prophetic, like this is the direction of news. And um, I think that's one of the reasons people still kind of enjoy it and, mm-hmm. and, and like watching it. And I think it's also on HBO right now. Um, so if you like that, I remember my other one now. So if you like that kind of, I agree with you guys. Like uh, news is something that I'm not, the, the news industry, I'm, it's very foreign to me. And um, if you find that kind of like inside look to kind of the news and how it works, um, if that's what kind of grabbed you from this movie, uh, Network's an interesting one to watch. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to skip my other one. I like this one better. It's already been recommended for other movies, but uh, The Wire mm-hmm. Kind of looking at like a society and, you know, this is just looking at news, but I agree with you, Tim, like the idea that like there's a virus that has infected society. The wire is interesting because each season is kind of looking at like an institution of society and the way that it has been infected. Mm-hmm. And so if you found that interesting and you would like a, a more drawn out kind of investigation of different aspects of society, um, I really like The Wire. No, that's an excellent recommendation. Um, for me, I, I kind of keyed in on that that holding a mirror up um, through the the lens of a flawed but charismatic kind of sociopathic <laughs> male lead, <laughs> um, and I went with American Psycho. Yeah, uh, Christian Bale. It's a little more playing in like what's real versus imaginary, or a little it more is, of that. Yeah, but it's critiquing kind of corporate greed and shallowness yeah. and just uh, narcissism and the kind of you know it's the, it's an older movie in the book even, but mm. it's I think holding up a, a mirror and I mean it's it's. Definitely a different vibe, but um, I don't know. I, I thought it was a similar in a lot of the things I appreciated about um, Nightcrawler. And so yeah. mm. that's kind of... And music that's kind of like... Yeah, Phil Collins. Yeah, <laughs> Sue Studio. Yes, You'll Sue. never listen to it the same. <laughs> oh, man, I forgot about that. Sue Studio. <laughs> I haven't it's, seen that movie, it's actually. Definitely, that's uh, I don't know. 
not the easiest watch. And there's yeah. some, there's some, uh, it's violent. Yeah. That's why I haven't watched it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I've only seen it once. It was a while back, but it just made mm. me think of it. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess that's it for this week. So I guess join us next week. We're going to do a, a Memorial Day, if we can get recorded in time. Yeah. We'll do <laughs> a movie, <laughs> yeah, to get you in the Memorial Day uh, frame of mind, or I guess it'll be after post-Memorial Day. I don't know. He says it has to from. end. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. We respect. I, for one, never yeah. forget. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. That's just how patriotic we are. <laughs> That's right. So. Maybe I'll give that movie five stars. <laughs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> Who can say? Uh, I, there's like five things I wanted to say, and I'm not going to say any of them. So I'd like to know out of all of our listeners how many make it to this point. Yeah. <laughs> actually, hearing our recommendations and ratings. People in Finland love us. Oh, They're yeah, known yeah. for completing it. Whatever it is, it's probably a high percentage. <laughs> I like your optimism. <laughs> Mostly just because even if one person does it. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> going to be up there. I'm in it for the theme song. So. All about those ratings. Yeah. It's all that's about right. the ratings. <laughs> when do our ratings come out? <laughs> Have we had those yet? Ian, you can put the camcorder down. This, this massacre's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I'm here for the aftermath. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. All right, pull the plug. Best intros ever. Yeah. Or outro, whatever. <laughs> you're flipping through the channels late at night. Looking for a movie. Yeah, you're doing it right. Called up Tim. I called up Ian. I wanted to know which movie are we seeing. Because some make you laugh and some make you cry. I want to know. Are your thoughts like mine?